every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey this afternoon. We are so excited you are joining us today on this adventure. And uh, Corey has come up with a topic for us that we think is um, definitely worth pursuing today. Corey, share with our listeners what you got for us. Yeah, the topic I really God put on my heart uh, this past week is, was healing uh, you kind of threw it on me last week uh, after the, after the show, so uh, I, really I didn't throw healing on you. No, you no, you, <laughs> threw, you, you threw the, you threw the, the to- choosing the topic on me, and so I spent a few days praying on it and asking God to help me out, and here we are. Yeah, and, and think about it. We've got Andy in the studio with us today. Jim, Sam is on vacation as always. I, I <laughs> Even when he's working, he's at the beach. <laughs> He's not at the beach. Today he's in Colorado. So, you know, you know, you gotta, you know, where in the world is Sam? But anyway, (laughs) Uh, for me, this is really, really the refreshing aspect of this, Jim, is Corey's been in Christ since November, right? That's what I hear. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were baptized. November 1st. Yeah, at the boot camp. (laughs) And so here you you know, just how refreshing to, to be around someone that came to Christ at this point in his life. He's, you what, 28? Just turned 28 last week. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, I don't think I had any concept of the word healing in my Christian faith probably for 10, maybe 12 years. Um you know, I knew about the blood of Christ, and I knew about a lot of things, remission of sin, repentance. But healing, um, you know, that's that's a horse of a different color. And a lot of people, um, I know I would have, connected repentance, you know, to, to healing. So, you know, if my behaviors changed, then I must have healed. But they're, they're two completely different things, right, Jim? They're different, but they're related. Right. I mean, sometimes we don't even look for healing until or know that we need it until we have that pain and have said I can't do that to myself anymore but the healing is totally separate from repentance and I've had that argument not too long ago with another Bible student and basically it was a some and it revolves around forgiveness of sins you know there's sins I've been forgiven of I don't even know I've committed and the same sort of goes with repentance. We don't know we need to repent until we see the wound and until God addresses that in us. Right. So with this very fresh outlook, and I, I hope you're as refreshed as I am and listening to Corey's story, Corey picked most of these clips that we're going to use tonight and or this afternoon. And so Corey set this first one up for us. So this first one is from my pretty much all-time favorite movie, Tombstone. And uh, Wyatt Earp is about to go and uh, have a you know final gunfight with uh, Johnny Ringo. Uh, and he's asking his 
closest companion Doc Holliday to give him a little insight on Johnny Ringo, who he actually is as a person, because I don't even think he thinks he can beat him at this point in the movie. So, yeah, at the beginning, you hear a conversation between Johnny's henchman. It's uh, Doc Holliday and uh, Wyatt Earp. But that's at the end. But at the very oh, beginning, there's somebody yeah. talking to Johnny. Yeah, that's Johnny Ringo. Yeah, and okay. one of his, uh, yeah, like you said, henchmen. <laughs> After I'm done with Wyatt Earp, take your cowboys and finish off Creek Johnson and Texas Jack. You burn them, Mike. Burn them all. Well, Johnny, he ain't even gonna show it. Yeah! He'll show I spent my whole life not knowing what I wanted out of life. Just chasing my tail. Now for the first time I know exactly what I want. And who. That's the damnable misery of it. Makes a man like Ringo Doc, makes him do the things he does. A man like Ringo got a great empty hole right to the middle of him he can never kill enough or steal enough or inflict enough pain to ever fill it what does he need revenge for what being born So, Corey, wow, what a line. But tell us how that spoke to healing, that subject of healing for you. So before you coming to the boot camp, before being saved, you know, I really look back at my life and I was Johnny Ringo. Um, you know, not to that extreme of killing people and all that, but, you know, when I found out that I, my biological father, I'd never met him when I was 13 years old, I found that out. Um, it was a little bit more innocent then but as I got older it kind of morphed into just seeking attention and validation and I was never good enough for for anything or anybody and I would just try to fill that empty hole you know there was never enough girls that could fill the empty hole there was never enough parties that could fill the empty hole there was never enough friends um, and I feel like a lot of times a lot of people are like that you know there's never a promotion that's good enough there's never uh, a person that's good enough. There's, there's never anything that's going to fill that hole for you. You know, if you don't have Christ, if you don't, if you aren't saved, um, and if you don't receive that healing from him of your wounds that you may or may not even know that you have. Right. Which, Andy, you understand that when you were 13, interestingly, you know, it's not that Satan's consistent in what age he attacks young men yep. <laughs> how old were you when you had a similar situation so it was probably my my parents split up when i was like 13 i think it was and uh, my dad had to leave the state for work i've told this story a few times on on the radio show but what was interesting about it was or not interesting but what was hard for me was you know that the time that a, a son needs his dad the most um you know, Jewish kids are having bar mitzvahs at this time. Mine's, my dad was leaving the state. I mean, it made an impact. Dad and I had a great relationship. We stayed in communication over the years. We never really had any major fallout. It wasn't that I went into some kind of serious rebellion, but I always knew that 
I needed more. I needed, and, and there was a hole in my heart from that. Now, it all shows me after I've walked this masculine journey road, I mean, I've seen where the parallels are of that same disconnect between my father and heaven. And, you know, I needed to really be initiated. Now there were times in my life when I had, I had gotten repentance and probably still was not uh, healed, but God had spoken to me and done some things to initiate me. I remember, I think I was telling the guys that I was uh, walking in my front door one time and I just asked the guy, what do you think about me? And I'd been asking that. And he, as I stepped in the front door, it was like, thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Of course, that was what he told Jesus, but that's what he tells us all. So it was a reaching out. I mean, there was a, there was an attempt there to him to reach out and to just validate me as a son, but I still did not walk in that. I didn't understand that. So when I got to the masculine journey and started learning more about, you know, just, you know, how important it is that that he has to be the one that actually heals that broken heart. I mean, it talks in Isaiah 61 about him being the ones that he heals a broken heart. When I used to read that, when I was just under repentance, I was like, oh, no, I'm good. I got salvation. I'm fine. It's for that healing the broken hearted for people who are down on their luck. Skid Row. That's who that's. It's for all of us. And we all have this healing. The probably, Another thing about it we were talking about and how that healing goes about too, it's, it's a process. And it's never final. I don't think it'll be final until we see him face to face. I mean, healing, you know, healing is there. There's no doubt. But we have an enemy that likes to pick the scab, right? And he comes back to that same place every time to try to take that away. But, you know, through this process, I'm, you know, I'm just at a much better place in my life now. Oh, that, and you look back in yeah. that situation, involved in that, is forgiveness in there somewhere? Oh, absolutely. Um, you, know, you know, I felt forgiveness, but then if you're not having something really healed, you're going to walk right back into it. I think that what the where the healing is is you really get down to the identifying the the what happened, and God shows compassion to you there, and He shows you the love there, and He shows you that He was there, and that that He you know you weren't abandoned, and that there are bad things that happen to good people, but He's still He's there to to you know uh, not just put the band aid there. To, you know, to to do a temporary fix, but actually bandage you up, wrap you up, to, to you know, to heal that broken heart. And the the cool thing about what you just said, and I know you're going to jump in on this, Jim, is that if you ever go into the emergency room, you know, if you look up in the ceiling, they have this gigantic light. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this thing, you you know, I've got pretty big arms. I can't put my arms around it. I mean, and when this thing comes on, it's brighter than day. Right, because they need to look into that wound, and you know where the light touches the dark, you got to get it out in 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 the light to look at it. Yeah, one of the and my most brilliant thought tonight comes from my wife. When we have, <laughs> first of all, when you have a wound, the pain is good because it lets you know you need to work on it. And uh, I had half of a toe removed not too long ago. And part of the problem was I didn't feel any pain. So we were treating, and I was going to the doctor. I was being a good patient. We were treating the superficial wound, and it was getting slowly better. But underneath, it was festering. 
and in trouble and dying and ultimately had to be removed. And if we can feel the pain and then take that to God immediately for the healing, uh, the outcome is much better than if we cover it up or you know, just treat it on the surface and say, you know, I'm good. Yeah, well, I, when you, you know, they study leprosy f- because apparently within leprosy, what you do is you lose your sense of, you, you lose the nerve endings, so you don't know that you're rubbing your fingers to the nub. You don't know that you've just, you know, about cut your hand off because you don't have the nerves to feel it. So without pain, you know, you don't realize, you know, what's going on. So God, that that's a gift to know the hand of God is working in that. So when we come back, we're going to see where the light touches the dark in many places. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register for an upcoming boot camp where you might get some healing. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. This is where the healing begins, and uh, you know, a big part of of what was just revolutionary in my own walk that I learned at the boot camps is that Jesus really wants to dig into those places, and it really hurt him what happened to you. And and when you begin to walk with him into these places where you found yourself, you know trapped in the evil of what you did or what somebody did to you you know there's all sorts of things like that but it it really came as 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 a a big shock to me how much he wanted to rescue his beauty from that you know the the greatest movie you ever saw where the guy is chasing after the daughter whatever you know that that he's coming in to rescue beauty he's he wants to rescue you like that but it often starts with a story in fact, it almost always starts with a story, and specifically your story. And so I'm going to play a clip from a relatively new movie. Not many people have heard of all. It stars Robert Duvall, and, and uh, he plays his character Felix Bush, who is a hermit in the movie. And he did something horrible 40 years ago. has been hiding all these years. And so 
the reason it's called getting low is he walks into a church because he wants to have a funeral where he's there and he says, I want to get low, meaning he wants a funeral. <laughs> but I want to be there. And so he the, the setup in the movie was that he he puts out a lot of money, essentially gives people a chance to win his whole ranch if they'll come in and tell stories about him. But what he's really bringing them there to do is to tell his story. And I think that, you know, you'll hear Bill Murray speak at the very beginning of this about this is a, a funeral party where the, you know, person that's having the funeral is speaking. And it's kind of an interesting take on what happens when the light meets the dark because this guy has been hiding this story and we all have one by the way for 40 years welcome to the live funeral party of mr felix Bush. many of you have heard stories about mr bush but today I'm told that we're going to hear another kind of story. His. I'm Reverend Charlie Jackson. We like to imagine that good and bad, right and wrong, are miles apart. But the truth is, very often they're all tangled up with each other. That's Charlie, thank you, Charlie, thank you very much. Yeah, good man, Charlie, thank you. Yeah. Now, I'm not a smart man or a wise one. I don't know what kind of man I am. I was always restless. Thought I'd see the world. But I didn't go nowhere on purpose because I did something I was, uh, I was ashamed of. Something I could never fix. Y'all probably think you know what you do or what you wouldn't, and I wish you good luck with that. I really do. Uh, I fell in love with a married lady, and somehow she fell in love with me. The only time that I have been in love, we made a plan to run off and start a new life, family. But somehow, she didn't show up when we said we'd meet, and I got a funny feeling. Her husband answered the door. He had blood on him. I hit him pretty hard and knocked him down. I can't remember going upstairs. I remember there's a hammer on the steps that was covered with blood and hair. And I found her in the bedroom crawling across the floor. But before I could get to her and help her up, a kerosene lamp hit the wall and exploded. And then her husband hey, jumped my back. Oh, I had it. I had it. Yeah, I had it. Oh. But it's funny what happens sometimes when things go wrong. It's like the clock stops. You have all the time in the world to think. I could see that her husband set the downstairs on fire before he came up. You see? And as I was slamming his head into the wall, trying to get shed of him, it came to me clear as anything that this was all my fault. I just never spoke to her. Yeah, so what you have there 
really for him after 40 years he gets his story told and you know having been a radio talk show host for a number of years i i've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people on the air and all of a sudden for whatever reason the spirit touches them to tell a story they've never told and they tell it on the air (laughs) i'm talking about i'm telling you i've had women talk about abortions that they've had they've never told the story and and the the husband's sitting like listening to his wife tell this story on the air and she's telling the whole world but the healing that came that i got to see right in front of me as these stories that people have been holding on to that never came out into the light but god's been there just you can imagine how bad he wants to come in and help you with that but interestingly jim he never heals the same way twice i mean you know he didn't anywhere in the bible and i i've i see all sorts of different ways and different ways he heals me and healing is is critical but it does have to do with story and then it has to do with you know what's what's jesus going to bring in order to bring the healing and you had that happen oh yeah absolutely you know it's um uh if you guys come out to a boot camp i'll tell you all about my story but we'll we'll kind of sum it up uh uh shortly uh whatever I did was never good enough for my father. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, Robbie, healing takes a while. You know, it, depending on how deep the wounds is, you know, it's uh, as uh, <clears throat> the other gym will tell you, uh, if it's deep enough, the the, the healing can take some time. And, and I'm still dealing with uh, that particular wound, if you will, uh, on a daily basis. And I was uh, uh, sharing with... Uh, you before the the program start that uh, about six weeks ago uh uh i found myself in a situation at work where i was ready to make career harry carry uh <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah. It, it, it was one of those situations where i was very unhappy with my boss um uh didn't seem like i could do anything right and i decided you know, when i left his office that if uh, uh he didn't appreciate me i was going to find somebody who did and so i i went off uh on my uh uh, uh, rant, if you will, for a while, and uh, of course, I uh, looked at the internet and found myself uh, several several job openings in the area. And uh, I ended up going to church that night. Um, was not my first choice, uh, but you know, God drags you in, uh, however, he, however he can sometimes. And uh, <clears throat> our uh, uh, youth pastor was teaching that particular evening. Uh, he likes to get the. Uh, uh, congregation involved and we were going through the Ten Commandments and he had zeroed in on um, thou shalt not have, not have any other gods before me and uh, in my uh, half listening mode as I often am when I'm you know distressed it seems like uh, and God knows I'm there um, he, he continued to talk about how you know we can have good things in our life but we can take them to an unhealthy level and he, at the end of the uh, service, he played uh, the Jimmy Needham song, uh, Clear the Stage, which is uh, pretty much talks about how uh, you can take worship to an unhealthy healthy level uh, if you try to turn it into a show. And, you know, I listened to the words of these songs, and, and towards the end of the song, is, you know, one of the things that the lyrics talk about is anything you put before your God is an idol. Anything you love with all your heart is an idol. 
and anything you can't stop thinking about is an idol. And what's uh, kind of funny about that was um, I hadn't been able to sleep for about three days prior because I knew this uh, uh, confrontation with my boss was going to take place. And uh, I was like, okay, God, you got my attention. Do I need to quit my job? Just go, go ahead and quit. And, of course, God in that still small voice says, well, th- your, your job's not your problem. Your work is. And my first reaction, well, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, and, and then it dawned on me that my job is where I do my work. And the work was the problem. I had put so much pride, so much, uh, you know, personal investment in my reputation. And, you know, um, Romans twelve eleven tells us not to be slothful in our work do everything for the glory of God. Um, But you can take work to an unhealthy level if that becomes uh, your uh, goal. And so I was able to put it all down, Robbie, and pretty much uh, uh, leave it there. But it, it made me realize that, you know, I'm still dealing with that wound. I'm still dealing deeply with what's going on. And healing took place in that. And I'm, I, me being the center I am, I'm sure I'll have to deal with it again. <laughs> well, you know, and that's kind of a cool thing. And if you've been listening to the um, Ransom Heart podcast the last couple of weeks, they've been talking about how the lesson plan from 2018 is getting carried over into, and, and, and he is continuing to heal us and keeps bringing these painful things that Jim mentioned into our lives in order to indicate, well, we got a little more healing coming here. We got a little more. And, and the, the, the thing that really really helps me is i know that underneath that jesus is really really concerned about those wounds in my life and they really matter it matters that somebody hurts you it it matters to jesus that you feel that pain and 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 he wants a process to to get that to be renewed you know back to the restoration of the way things are, are going to be but it's a process and entering into that takes commitment like coming to a boot camp so we're just you know kind of throwing that out right Corey? exactly so life-changing it is life-changing and For it's really. an opportunity to really go deep because yeah i know we we as men don't like pain necessarily um but if you're willing to risk and go in what it can bring for your family what it could bring for generations um come for the healing yeah come for the healing go register now march 21st to the 24th go to masculinejourneyradio.org thank you for listening